Hi and welcome to Think Healthy with Hayley. This is a podcast for women who are interested in health, fitness, weight loss and mindset. So if you want to feel more in control, enjoy food, stop dieting and just feel happier and healthier and getting to where you want to be, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. So today we are talking about eating healthy but not losing weight. So this is something that has come up a few times recently on posts that I've done on social media uh, where I've been talking about weight loss and sometimes in relation to menopause, sometimes just in general. And I've had the question a few times from people essentially saying that they are eating healthy foods and they're not losing weight and they're not sure what to do. And I think there is a really common misconception that to lose weight, we just we need to eat healthy and we need to cut out anything that is deemed a bad food. Sometimes our processed foods could be sugar, could be high fat foods, but we feel like we need to cut those things out and eat really healthily. And that should be enough. And to an extent, eating healthier, eating natural, unprocessed foods is a really, really good thing to do. Of course, like it gives us lots of nutrition and it generally tends to help with weight loss because it cuts out a lot of the foods that have a lot of empty calories in them. So I think the most important thing to highlight is that to lose weight, we have to be in a calorie deficit, which means we have to be taking in less calories than our body is burning off each day. And that can average out over a week, over a few weeks. It doesn't have to be every single day in a calorie deficit. You could have a high calorie day where you would go out for a meal or you have a splurge, have a some cake or anything like that it's the average over the week that's important so if you're generally taking in less calories than your body's burning off you will be losing weight so that means if you're not if you're currently stuck at the same weight for more than a few weeks you're just at a point where you're taking in about the same amount of calories as your body is burning off each day and looking at it like that can be really helpful because it means there is something you can do it's just coming down to your intake and It doesn't mean you need to cut out certain foods. It just means we need to look a little bit closely, more closely at what you're having and work out what's the best, easiest, most sustainable way for you to take in a little bit less. And the big thing to remember is that it's very easy to consume more calories than we think because numerous studies have shown humans just do this in general. We're terrible at actually estimating how many calories we're taking in, even when we try and track our calories. And even when dietitians have been uh, put into experiments where they track their own calories, even they got it wrong. They underestimated what they were eating by an average of about 200 calories. So if dietitians get it wrong, like us normal human beings, we're probably not 100% accurate either. So it's really important to remember that. And I think a lot of the time, if, if we're just trying to eat healthy anyway, we're maybe not tracking calories in the first place. So looking closely at calories is a really helpful tool and it's not necessary for everyone, but it's a good tool to use if you do get stuck. But I think the first thing to, to remember is that if you're eating healthy and you don't want to be counting calories, then just looking at firstly your portion sizes for each meal. And also the amount of snacking that you do is probably going to make quite a big difference. So I find with a lot of people that I work with who are into healthy eating, they want to eat 
natural foods and they enjoy doing that. It's still very easy to, to have a portion size that's maybe a little bit bigger than it needs to be. And it's also still really, really easy to be snacking on either foods that are higher in calories than we think or just kind of mindlessly grabbing bits throughout the day. Maybe when you're preparing the kids food, maybe clearing up the kids food if they didn't eat it all. Um, it could be that you grab a handful of nuts as a snack and don't realise just how many calories are in that handful because they're so calorie dense. So looking at what you are snacking on and looking at how you eat your meals is probably the first thing I would go to. And for keeping it as simple as possible, just having a plan for your day can make a big, big difference. So knowing what you're going to have for each meal and also a couple of snacks is super helpful. And the principle that I always go by with clients is how can we get a source of protein into this meal for breakfast, lunch and dinner? So that could be Greek yogurt at breakfast or eggs at breakfast. It could be at lunch, maybe some tuna or some chicken or some tofu or eggs, depending on what you had at breakfast. And then at dinner as well, what could you get in that? Could it be some chicken? Could it be any other meat or fish or, again, tofu, tempeh, lentils, beans, chickpeas, anything like that? That's the first thing to look at. Where's my protein source? Because protein will keep you fuller for longer and it will help your body to keep hold of muscle and burn fat as long as you are in that calorie deficit. But protein helps you to get into the calorie deficit by helping you to stay fuller and less likely to snack. So protein is the first thing to build your meal around. And then we look at how you can add in some extra fruit or vegetables. So often at breakfast, it might be some fruit. So porridge with berries, yogurt with berries. Um, and then in lunch and in dinner, lunch could be fruit or vegetables. And dinner, a big plate full of veg or half a plate full of veg with some protein and with anything else you want, whether that's carbs or some fats or both. And, and that way we're looking at the key things that are going to help you to eat a good amount of food and to get some great nourishment but also to feel satisfied so simple ways to reduce the calories at dinner for example would just be to increase the amount of veg that you have and decrease the serving of something else on that plate so it could be carbohydrates for example a lot of people will have say potatoes or chips or what else do you have at dinner? Pasta, um, rice, all those kind of carbohydrates we tend to have. And that's absolutely fine to include, but just to help you to take in a bit less calories, but still have awesome nutrition, fill half that plate of half your dinner plate with vegetables. And then it's basically like the vegetables are going to nudge out some of the other foods on that plate. So still keep the protein in there, but have a few tablespoons less of rice or pasta or potatoes or whatever else you have and one simple change like that can make a big difference and then looking at the snacks that you have as well having them pre-planned can also really help so fruit or protein for snacks is a general great rule of thumb to have and protein could be a greek yogurt again or it could be a protein shake and that just keeps it nice and simple as well so you've got a good structure to follow and obviously it doesn't have to be like that all the time every day but that just helps you to stay in a good routine that can help keep things on track. And then we come to the the other side of things in terms of activity levels. So another thing to be aware of is as we get older, our metabolism naturally drops because we tend to lose muscle mass from about the age of 30. If we're not regularly strength training and we're not eating plenty of protein and really trying to keep hold of that muscle, we lose a little bit of muscle each year. So that's one reason why it's super beneficial to be 
lifting weights and to be eating a lot of protein as well because that will tell your body to stay strong and to keep hold of muscle and to even build a little bit of muscle without getting big and bulky because as women we don't have the testosterone levels that you need to get big bulky muscles unless you try super hard to do that it doesn't happen by accident so if you're doing protein strength training you're going to keep hold of muscle and your metabolism will be higher but most of us aren't doing that so if you're not currently lifting weights you're not currently looking at protein those would be two really really beneficial impactful things to do and at any age it's going to have a huge huge impact so you may be in your 30s you may be in your 50s maybe older younger it doesn't matter if you started it now it will really help you in the years to come and if you haven't been doing that and if you've got to a point where you've noticed that you you feel like you're eating the same as you were doing 10 20 years ago but it's making you gain weight that's probably to do with the reason why it's that you're metabolism has dropped because muscle mass has gradually been dropping as well so changing that by starting some form of strength training like lifting weights and eating protein will really really help with that but also then general activity as well like we tend to move around less as we get older maybe because there's just other demands on our time maybe because we get aches and pains we feel like we should be sitting down more because there's just too many things to do in the day Um, There's various reasons, but it's generally shown that from our 20s through to our 40s and 50s, activity levels drop. So if that is the case for you, that would be another reason why your calorie burn now is less than it used to be and why you're struggling with weight loss. So that can be reversed as well by increasing your activity levels in any way that you enjoy or just by upping your daily step count. So if you have a Fitbit or a step tracker, then looking at where you currently are in terms of average daily steps and trying to gradually bump that up will also make a massive difference. And it doesn't matter where you are at the moment, it just matters that you gradually increase it. So you could be at 5,000 steps a day and just nudging that up to 6,000 steps a day is a great start. Getting close to that 10,000 steps a day marker would be amazing. And if you can nudge it up higher than that on some days, then you've just given yourself more of a boost of of health and fitness, of exercise that boosts bone density as well, but also it's going to help with calorie burn, which is going to help with weight loss. What I'd also really encourage you not to do at this point is to go on any kind of restrictive diet to try and get that weight moving, because what tends to happen when we jump on a diet is we lose weight quickly initially if the diet is quite strict. So for example, the keto diet, Um, A lot of people have considered doing this and you might have seen people have done it and got really quick results, like quick, rapid weight loss. What tends to happen with that is because keto is very, very low in carbohydrate, people will start that diet and they will have to cut out the vast majority of the carbs they eat. And what a lot of people don't realise is that carbohydrates are stored in our body and they're stored along with water. So for every gram of carbohydrates that you have stored in your body, it's stored along with three grams of water. And when we go on a low carb diet like keto, our body uses up those extra carbohydrate stores for energy. And as they are used up, that water that was stored with them is then used and flushed out. So rapid weight loss on the scales will occur, but the vast majority of that is coming from using up carbohydrate stores and peeing out the water essentially 
So a very, very small amount of that will come from body fat. And what tends to happen with quick diets, whether they're low carb or low in something else, if it's giving rapid weight loss that isn't sustainable, it's not setting you up for long-term success. To start with, it's not teaching you habits and lifestyle changes that are going to be sustainable for the long term. So very often, as you might have even experienced, you'll get to a certain point and it's just not doable anymore. It's You just want to return to normal life. And when you do that, you go back to eating the same calories as before and the weight comes back on. But if you have lost the weight quickly and you haven't been eating enough protein again, then you may well have lost a little bit of muscle mass at the same time as you lost some fat and a lot of water. And so your metabolism now has dropped again because you've lost muscle mass because the method of weight loss was just about dropping calories super low and it didn't protect muscle. If there was no resistance training involved and there was no protein intake kept at the right level, muscle will be lost because the body wants to get rid of muscle because that burns a lot of calories. And so if the body senses there's not enough calories coming in, it wants to get rid of the tissue that is using up the most energy because it's trying to protect you and it's sensing that maybe there's not enough food around and it's trying to keep you safe by keeping hold of fat. It prefers to keep hold of fat to protect your organs and actually get rid of muscle because that's going to be something that makes you makes you die quicker if you are in a famine because you're burning off more calories. So your body will use muscle tissue as energy And that means your metabolism will drop lower, which means you need to eat less food to stay at the same weight. So it's a bit of a vicious cycle and it's something to really try and avoid for probably obvious reasons. So please don't go down that road of doing quick, drastic diets because they they just don't work for the long term. It has to be something that is doable for you. It has to be something you can stick with. And that means taking it slower, taking it enjoyable and really learning about your food as well. So Hopefully in this podcast, you've picked out a few key points that protein is really important, that calorie intake is what matters. And obviously we want a healthy, balanced diet. We want to be eating great, nutritious foods, but we also want to be enjoying our life. And that means you can fit in anything else that you do enjoy. If it means going out and having a piece of cake or a dessert or whatever else you do really love or ordering a takeaway now and again, like those kind of things can absolutely fit. And it's about picking and choosing the best of it and saving yourself for those moments. So not splurging and sort of losing or spending calories on snacking and bits and pieces in the day that aren't actually worth it, but they're just kind of habitual, mindless or emotional eating that's crept in. If you set yourself up with a good plan and you have your meals set for the day and you've got protein in those meals, lots of fruit and veg, and you've got a couple of snacks planned, so if you do get hungry, you know what to grab. That in itself can set you up for fantastic success. And then if you do sometimes have a wobble with emotional eating, that's something separate that I'll talk about in a different podcast, and I've talked about in a few already, I think. Um, but that in itself, you can set yourself up with um, with helping yourself out in that area by having a plan as well. If you know that you tend to overeat at certain times, understanding what's going on there and if it's not hunger that's causing you to eat then looking at what you really need in that moment and having a plan to help you to do something that is going to serve you much better I've got a podcast on the five d's I think that's in the title um that is a a really good tool to help you to distract yourself and delay yourself in the moment when you are about to overeat or emotionally eat 
that's something to check out and and try because very often that's where people tend to fall off track is that they try and be really good with their diet the vast majority of the time but then either some extra snacking and other bits creep in or there are just cases of emotional eating where either you feel like you've messed up with the food so you just start again on Monday and in the meantime eat other things that don't help and eat too many of them or it's a case of just getting stressed and going to food as a comfort source now either way there are tools and things you can do use to help with that so that's something to check out the five d's and um, I'm pretty sure it's an emotional eating title I'll put it in the show notes of this episode to have a look at as well but it is your energy intake that's going to make the biggest difference when it comes to weight And the other point I wanted to mention was weekend eating as well, because that tends to be where a lot of people also fall down because we have structure and routine in the week that works well and it's easier to stick to eating well. But then you get to the weekend and obviously we just want to relax and have some downtime, maybe not have as much of a plan, maybe switch off with a few drinks or takeaway. And so then extra calories there are really, really easy to consume. And with the weekends, it's definitely a case of you. Sh- I think you should be factoring in things that you really enjoy. And there's nothing wrong with having a meal that feels more like a treat. Although I'd like it to be with clients to a point where everything feels good, like everything's enjoyable. So you don't get to the end of the week thinking that you need a break from how you're eating because ideally you'd be enjoying the way you eat every single day. And that is very, very doable. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with with relaxing with a less healthy meal Um, it just needs to still have that same awareness and and a bit of planning around it so that you can fit it in so with a lot of foods that we we tend to enjoy that we we class as less healthy they're generally higher in carbohydrate and higher in fat and maybe not as high in protein and not as high in veg um, and they are quite high in calories so in that situation if you are planning to have a takeaway or to have a meal out or to have a bit of a splurge in some way, just a knowledge around food and how you can balance things out is really helpful. So it could be that you save yourself for that meal. You just have a very light day and you have protein and you have fruit and veg and you don't really eat much carbs or fat because you're waiting for that meal and there's plenty of carbs and fat coming in that. And just by taking those out earlier in the day, it gives you some extra calories then to enjoy spending on that meal in the evening. So that's just one way of doing things but it will come down to really having the awareness and understanding around how you eat to know how to balance it out and to understand that it is energy intake that will play the biggest part in weight loss and with that knowledge it gives you power so I quite often encourage people to spend a week or two at least just tracking their calorie intake at some point and Tracking your calories is not essential for most people to lose weight, but it is a hugely valuable tool and it can give you so much knowledge and so much power when it comes to then understanding how to eat for the rest of your life. Like it's a really valuable thing to do. And with the clients that I have had who have gone on to it for a while using my fitness pal just to track things have always learned really, really helpful stuff when it comes to then knowing how to balance out their day, knowing how to get enough protein and knowing what swaps they can make to fit in foods that they really enjoy and still lose weight that week because they understand that energy balance equation. So if you do feel very stuck with your weight and you are eating healthy but not understanding 
why the scales are not changing. Firstly, make sure you're being patient as well because it can take a few weeks, especially as women, we we fluctuate with water as well. So make sure it's been the same for at least three weeks and also check your measurements to make sure that there's just nothing happening anywhere else. If you are definitely stuck, then look at your calorie intake. So if you don't want to track calories, look firstly at portion sizes and snacking. Make a plan for the day and keep track of what you eat. Keep track of snacks that you have. Weekends as well, Like write stuff down so you've got data to analyse. And data collection is just a really, really helpful way to do things. Because if you haven't got anything to look at and to measure, you don't know what to change. But if you're writing stuff down... If you have things to look at, then you'll always be able to find what to tweak in order to see more progress. So keep track of things in some way, whether it's a food diary, whether it's spending a few weeks tracking calories, whatever you do, just collect data, collect your step data as well. So you've got everything there and then you can look at what could I do? What's one change I can make to help me see more progress? And then also lifting weights is a hugely valuable part of this as well. If you are not currently lifting weights, then just starting even with your body weight. I know at the moment we're in lockdown, you can't get to the gym. But in normal life, I'd highly encourage you to to be going to the gym and to be doing weights. But right now, it could just be doing some body weight exercises at home. And have some ideas on my Instagram page. So check me out. I'll put my Instagram page in the show notes. And feel free to message me if you do need any help or advice with that. But just starting somewhere is the most important thing. Something always beats nothing. So even if it was just some squats and some press-ups at home, that's a great start. And you can build from that. You can get weights to do to use at home. So more than half the clients that I work with do workouts in their own house. They don't go to the gym. They just have some dumbbells or a kettlebell, resistance bands, and they do weights at home. And it works really, really well. So there's always a way to do things. But lifting weights will really help you in terms of keeping your metabolism higher, protecting your bones as you get older, because lifting weights will strengthen bones as well, but also keeping you burning more calories, feeling strong and fit and toned as well, and also able to eat a little bit more food because you've got more muscle that's burning more calories. So definitely still make most of what you eat healthy and nutritious. It is a great thing to do. But also remember, you can factor in anything else, make it an enjoyable, sustainable way of living and eating and just keep looking at what you're having. Keep checking portion sizes, look at calories, build that knowledge that's going to give you the tools and the understanding to make some changes and see progress. Because there is no need to be stuck at any point in life, even going through menopause, it can be harder because hormones are fluctuating. Water retention sometimes is is very high, but as long as your energy balance is right, you will see progress. So let that be something that inspires you to keep going and to be a bit of a detective and just to look for what changes you could make to see things start to happen. And remember, you're enough as you are, like you don't need to lose weight. But if you want to, if that's going to make you healthier and happier, you can do it. There's no reason why you can't. So if you feel stuck, try those tips today. And if you are still confused, you have any questions, get in touch with me, drop me an email, hayley at hayleyplumber.co.uk or come say hi on Instagram or Facebook and I'll be happy to help you out. If you found this helpful today, I'd really appreciate it if you can leave me a five-star rating or a review or share the podcast and 
that would be amazing thank you very much if you do thank you for listening and i'll be back with another episode very soon thank you so much for listening to the podcast today i hope you enjoyed it if you have any questions if i can help you in any way please feel free to get in contact with me via my website hayleyplumber.co.uk or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon.